Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Inside the clubhouse decides who should stay and who should go in Major League Baseball on 670 The Score. Should I stay or should I go now? And with that from The Clash, we come into Hour 2 here on Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, in for David Haw today. And Bruce, should he stay or should he go? One of our uh, favorite features here heading into the trade deadline. I think we know on the White Sox that you're probably not going to see anybody going. But who might be coming to the team? But the Cubs have uh, a bit of a decision on their hands, don't they? Yeah, they do. 13 players, uh, free agents as of November. Uh, we talked about the idea that Jed Hoyer's in that middle area of does he add to this team to try to win? Does he start trading off some of these free agents, would-be free agents, to make that team on the north side a contender in 22, 23, 24, 25? That's the tough one right here. But my proposal right now is a trade that would help both the White Sox and the Cubs, and that would be the hottest hitter on the Chicago Cubs, Jock Peterson, going to the Chicago White Sox. Now that is an interesting one, Bruce, because we know, uh, we certainly know that the uh, the interest had been reported uh, uh, by you and uh, on several occasions uh, when he was with the Dodgers that Jock Peterson was a guy that the White Sox liked. Well, not only that, uh, they talked to him in the offseason before he signed with the Cubs, and there were two seasons, two offseasons in a row where the, the White Sox almost traded for Jock Peterson from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Peterson right now, seven homers in his last 13 games. Uh, you saw the two bombs that he hit last night. The yep. exit velo were the uh, uh, hardest hit of his career at 112 and 113. Um, this is a guy um, that um, the White Sox would be looking for right now, Mike, because of the idea the outfield has just gone through uh, tremendous trauma. You, you look at the White Sox mm-hmm. from the end of spring training losing Jimenez. 
and uh, May 1st losing Luis Robert for what is going to be at least most of the season. Hopefully they get them back uh, toward the end of August or September to help in a pennant push. But they're gone. Now you had Adam Engel, who was hurt in spring training. Hopefully we're going to catch up with him in about 20 minutes and talk to him as well. He was gone until a few weeks ago, and he's being slowly incorporated back in with the team. And now you have Adam... um, uh, Eaton. Adam Eaton going on the IL. So their entire starting outfield and and all four of them um, lost to the team. The White Sox are in need of, of outfield pop in the in the worst way. Uh, they've had some nice contributions from guys like Hamilton stepping in, uh, Goodwin now stepping in, uh, you know, uh, Lamb uh, doing some nice things. But they need consistent pop. They need a consistent outfielder, and uh, nothing, no one would be probably a better fit for them right now than the, the bat of Jack Peterson. I know Cub fans are driving off the road going, well, where does that leave us? He's our leadoff man. He's our hottest hitter. Why would you start taking apart the team? I'm not, I'm not saying the Cubs have to take apart this team mm-hmm. to continue to be good and, uh, and get better. The White Sox have young pitching in Lambert and Stever, who would help the Chicago Cubs this year and beyond. We know the White Sox, the Cubs need starting pitching. They need starting pitching looking toward the future. They also could look at Jake Berger, uh, the third baseman, uh, who was the number one pick by the White Sox. It's starting to come, come around now after uh, being injured for three years in a row. Uh, there are matchups here, Mike, and yeah. uh, although... It is a scenario that I'm suggesting that you and I are talking about. There's a lot that makes sense about this trade. Yeah, and and we we've talked about this uh, on a number of occasions over the years. This is going to be an off season for the Cubs, regardless of what happens in the season. Uh, on your starting pitching, you have Kyle Hendricks and you have Alzali, and outside of that. Uh, you're going to have a bunch of new faces. Kimbrell's a free agent. You know, the bullpen will turn over as it always does. Uh, and all those big boppers that you've mentioned, we've mentioned, become free agents. And Jock Peterson is one of those. He's on a one-year deal. And if the Cubs were not contending, he would absolutely be guaranteed almost to be traded based on the contract and based on what he could bring to a contending team like the White Sox. So so that one's intriguing, Bruce. I, I definitely see that. But the... That's where the, the, the million-dollar question comes in, right, is what do the Cubs look like at the end of July? Are they still atop the National League Central? It's a four-horse race right now uh, in the division with Pittsburgh being the only team that's not in it. Uh, Cubs, Brewers, Reds, Cardinals all bunched together. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating trade deadline, I think, on the north side. And certainly on the south side, the White Sox you know are going to be in contention and uh, are the heavy favorites in the Central. But what do they do to fortify I think the question that, that Hoyer has to ask himself, and, and, you know, look, the fans are number one. You have to, when, when, you're, when you're looking at the team and you're trying to satisfy the owner and uh, yourself as a top executive like Hoyer does on a daily basis, he has to satisfy what the uh, ideals of the owner and the ideals of the franchise is going forward. But you can never forget about the fans and their wants and needs. And if you 
throw up uh, something that's similar to what the White Sox had back uh, in uh, the late 90s when uh, they uh, had the um, the white flag trade right. uh, that brought them, uh, you know, Bob Bob Howery and uh, Keith Falk in a trade that yep. was tremendously unpopular at the time. You know, yep. trading, uh, you know, Wilson uh, Alvarez and Danny Darwin uh, and um, I'm Roberto Hernandez, uh, Roberto if that's Hernandez. correct. So, so they went and helped the Giants uh, win a division, uh, get to the playoffs, not a World Series. But from the perspective of the trade for the White Sox, it set them up with, with two of their top young pitchers for the right. next five or six years. So... These trades are essential to be made by teams. It was it was a very tough call for the White Sox at that time, but uh, they felt they weren't catching the Indians. They were, I think, three and a half games behind the Indians at that time that the white flag trade was made. And uh, the White Sox fans were up in arms. Uh, a year or two later, they were pretty pleased with what they had. Right. Well, and I, and I remember that was uh, the first year I had started covering baseball in Chicago, and I remember, and I believe the quote from Jerry Reinsdorf was something to the extent of, uh, we didn't think it was possible that they could win the division. That was the powerhouse Indians team uh, of the late 90s, the Jim Tomey, Albert Bell, all of the, uh, yeah. you know, the Alomar. The, that, that Indians team was leading the division, uh, and it did. It, he got roasted around Chicago. That was the 1997, White Sox right. Right. And the, the Indians uh, came within and... Uh, one out of uh, winning the World Series that year. So uh, Jerry was right about that. And, and I guess right. the yep. upsetting thing for, for Cub fans is this is a, a fun team to watch because they, are, they, they weren't expected necessarily to be at the top of the division. Uh, there are similarities of fight in this David Ross team yep. of the Chicago Cubs in 1989 with the boys of Zimmer and an yeah. unexpected team that fought their way to a division title and uh, the NLCS losing to the Giants that year. Um, that was one of the more fun summers ever, right, Mike, for Cubs For fans? sure. Absolutely. And you know what? They're going to get Nico Horner back here pretty soon. Uh, they have been, uh, uh, you know, relatively healthy in terms of guys. You know, their, their main guys like Baez and Bryant and, and Riz have played. Rizzo with uh, some of that back uh, issues flaring, but... Alzali will be coming back here shortly. The bullpen has been fantastic. So this is a team, and, and the division is not that strong, Bruce. I mean, the Central uh, is not, you know, it's not the days when, you know, the Cardinals would uh, run away and hide every year and, uh, you know, everybody else would be chasing in. I mean, this is a division that's going to be very competitive. Uh, the Reds started out the season scoring a ton of runs. Uh, they've come back down to earth. Uh, and the Cubs, as you mentioned, maybe not expected to be there. But there they are. They're eight games above 500, and they're a game ahead of the Brewers in the division right now. Yeah, and, you know, it's a, a team that people can get excited about. Look, we have fans back in the stands for the first time in over a year. Uh, they're, they're happy to just see baseball. But now on both sides of town, we're watching first-place baseball. So right. to talk about uh, uprooting some of that for the future is always disturbing for fans. But uh, – I think they understand the dynamic of this type of conversation, and it's going to be more and more on our show every Saturday until the trading deadline, and you're going to hear it on the score all the way through until July 31st 
when the Cubs and Sox uh, finish off adding. Remember, Mike, uh, after July 31st, with the new rules that were put in place uh, over a year ago, there's no more adding guys on waiver trades. Those things mm-hmm. are gone. So yep. you, you, you were able to add waiver deals with other teams um, and make trades uh, back, back before 2019. You can no longer do that. So when you add or subtract, it's permanent now uh, starting on July 31st. you got two more months ahead of you to deal with the fact that you're not going to be able to add anything except what's in your organization. And what about guys, Bruce, when we're talking about the Cubs, guys like Matt Duffy, who's hurt but should be back, Bodie, uh, who's hurt and should be back, Patrick Wisdom, who's off to a great start here uh, as a Cub, but you know he, he's a guy who's been around. You're not sure that he's any part of anything long-term. Uh, Marisnik, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are not necessarily, uh, in my mind, long-term pieces. And you could certainly, probably, I shouldn't say certainly, you could probably get something uh, of value if you decided to move some of these guys. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if, if there's a, a total fire sale on the north side, I don't think people should be shocked. I think, I think today, as we're sitting here and the Cubs are one game in front in the National League Central, I think people would be shocked if uh, Jed Hoyer started to make those moves today. But, you know, with, uh, with 40 days left before the trade deadline, you know his scouts are out there looking at other teams. You know sure. that uh, he, he is still contemplating adding pitching, which is number one for the Cubs. Pitching that could help them win this year. Pitching that could help, more importantly, next year and the year after. I think that uh, has been a related goal of Jed Hoyer's from spring training on. The fact that, you know, pitching, controllable pitching is what the Cubs are seeking. So you could kill two birds at the same time. You could trade away guys that have helped you win to this point. But you could also bring in guys that you can control for the next two or three years yet that can continue to help you win in 2021. Yep, it is a delicate balancing act, but really, you know, if, if the let's say the Cubs rip off a, you know, 20 wins in the next 30 game streak, well, I I can't believe there would be any selling at that point. And we're talking about possible trading that the Cubs might do uh to to uh trade guys out, but if something like that were to happen, Bruce, and it is certainly possible, we've seen them play well enough to do that. Uh, that totally reverses it. And I don't know that they become huge buyers just based on what are you trading uh, to, to try to get guys. But uh, do you think if that happens in that scenario, the Cubs then uh, are in go-for-it mode despite the fact that all these guys are going to be free agents next year? Just doesn't make a lot of sense, Mike. I mean, it does from the fan point of view. Myself as a baseball fan, I'm, I'm saying – yeah, add a couple pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, even if they're one-year, you know, two-month, three-month buy-ins. Try to win the division. But, Mike, if you're Hoyer, you're sitting around with your group, you're sitting around with Crane Kenny, you're sitting around with uh, Tom Ricketts, and they say, uh, Jed, uh, is this, if you make those two additions, is this a World Series team? What is yep. the answer, Mike? I mean, that uh, is, the- I think, ultimately... That's what you have to ask yourself. You do owe the fans a great show. You do owe them a chance to win this year. But your, 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 your major goal is that you're doing your job for now and the future as well. 
fans don't want to hear about the business end of it right. because they they see a team that has a chance to win now. But the reality of the situation is there for Hoyer on a daily basis. Yeah, Cub fans are already mad with us on the text line, Bruce. I'm sure you are not surprised by that at all. But uh, uh, certainly the White Sox fans, and, and let's talk about the Sox for a second. Are there any four-letter because... words describing my <laughs> idea? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, there are some people that are... are there, the, the trading of Jock Peterson has not been unpopular, but the, the basically uh, waving the white flag in total has been uh, very unpopular here at 312-644-6767. Uh, we also have Sox fans, though, tweeting in and, and texting in, I should say, uh, about possible options for the White Sox. And you might imagine a lot of people want outfielders. So here's a, here's one, and it's a familiar name, Nick Castellanos, who, who was on the Cubs briefly, now is tearing it up for the Reds. But this is a similar situation to what we're talking about with the Cubs. A, are the Reds going to be sellers, considering they're two or three games out of first place in a, in a winnable division? And if, if Castellanos is available... He certainly fills a huge need for the White Sox in that outfield, but it's going to take a ton. He's going to be, if available, one of the hottest names out there, if not right. the hottest. And and it fills the need for the outfield right now, okay? Right. Does Correct. it fill it when, when Robert and Jimenez no. come back? I mean, well, it might. Uh, I think he has, I think he signed originally last year a four-year contract somewhere around $70 million, $80 million, something like that. So from from all of that, from all of that, you know, does a, a player like that fit for you now? Now, with the White Sox, it's win right now mode, a hundred percent. And Rickon yep. has been on record as saying, "Look, we we think we can win a World Series now, this year, next year, or the year after." So that type of trade could be made. How much of your young players? How many of your young players do you have to give up? to get a Castellanos to help you try to win in 2021. That's that's the question. And the contract, Bruce, was four for 64 uh, with opt-out clauses after, well, last season's already passed, but after this season, too. So he can opt out after this season, uh, and it was a four and 64. So quick math is that, what, 16 mil a year? Uh, so... Not uh, outrageous in baseball salary terms for a guy hitting great, but you mentioned it, and I think that's the key for the White Sox. And the news, and I'm reading tea leaves here. I certainly don't know any of this. Uh, the Sox seem to be cautiously optimistic, at least on Eloy Jimenez. Um, and I know Robert, I mean, they're saying, they're not saying anything in specific, right? But I think the hope is maybe that uh, they, yeah. they can start making their way back by the end of August or something in that in that range. Yeah, that, you know, right now that's pie in the sky. You, you hope right. you get them back. But you have to get to September and you have to have a lead. You have to be winning at that point. You have to be uh, in position to be a World Series team. You can't count on Robert. You can't count on Jimenez. Uh, Madrigal's out for the whole season. So that if, if you're Rick Hahn... And Kenny Williams, you ignore you ignore that situation. That is right. that is nothing you can count on as a part of your team in 2021. Bruce, uh, before we take a break, let's uh, quickly jump out to a caller. Howard is calling from the north side. He is now on inside the clubhouse. Hey, Howard. Good morning. Um, good morning. I think it's fo- foolish to trade him, Baez or um, Bryant. First of all, those are rental free agents. You're not going to get any major prospects. Anyways, the Cubs are the second richest team in the National League, third in MLB, and you're saying 
if the Cubs can't afford those free agents, who else is going to afford those free agents? Well, Howard, okay, we Howard, thank you. Uh, look, uh, good points that he brings up. I'm not saying that the Cubs necessarily have to trade their big guys. I'm not saying that they will. I'm not saying that they can't afford to bring them back. I'm not saying that Hoyer won't consider right. making those offers. It takes two to tango, Mike. Uh, yep. These guys are only a few months away from being free agents. Uh, they are going to test the marketplace out there. There will be... 29 other teams that will have a chance to talk to these guys after the season. So um, as far as, you know, your perspective about, well, uh, what are you going to get for them? I I don't think that's the point right now. The point right now is um, what uh, do you expect from your team this year? How do those guys impact it? And uh, what are, what is your team going to look like going forward? Right. Very tough decisions for Jed Hoyer. Not yep. easy not easy work ahead of him. Not easy work at all and and you're right. We're, we we in no in no point uh in our uh 15 minutes that we've been talking about uh trading did we mention Baez Bryant or Rizzo. Uh we'll see what happens with those guys. I don't expect them to be traded and, and huge decisions coming there. Uh but the Cubs certainly make it making it interesting with their their play on the field. Uh, and when we come back, Bruce, we'll take a quick timeout. Adam Engel of the White Sox will join us uh, from Houston. Uh, we will talk to him at around 1030. Uh, and uh, we're pleased to talk to you every Saturday morning here on Inside the Clubhouse. It's Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for David Haw this week here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back on Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, in for David Haw this week. Glad you are with us. We're here till 11. And uh, we hope to talk to White Sox outfielder Adam Engel uh, in a few moments here. Friendly uh, programming reminder here on the score, Bruce. Uh, Cubs for pregame at 1245 this afternoon with Zach Zaidman. Jake Arrieta against the Marlins uh, at Wrigley and the White Sox uh, with Lance Lynn on the bump tonight. 
down in Houston. And actually, Bruce, it is uh, now time to head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Chicago White Sox outfielder Adam Engel, nice enough to join us on a Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. Mike and Bruce Levine here. Mike uh, Esposito, Bruce Levine, along with you today. And uh, Adam, welcome. Thanks for joining us, uh, taking some time out this morning. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Mike. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're Good, doing thanks. Uh, a tough loss yesterday. You guys have really, um, you know, you, you guys have been really battle-tested here over the last couple of weeks with uh, playing a, a, a series against Toronto, against um, Tampa over uh, the last uh, week, and uh, now against Houston. What do you learn about yourselves as a team and individually when you're playing these uh, tougher teams, Adam? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as you're playing some of these teams, you, you get a, a good taste of kind of what playoff baseball is like. Um, obviously, we got we got there last year um, for a series, but it, it's good to, to play these teams and, you know, kind of see, you know, how they're going to play us in the playoffs or – um, just kind of what playoff pitching looks like, and um, it just feels like, especially last night here here in Houston, just with the crowd being as loud as it was, it was definitely playoff atmosphere. So um, it's good to see that um, during the season, and you know, obviously our goal is to to make a run in the playoffs. So um, we're excited to to keep playing these these really good teams and, and get a little taste of that. Adam, I know uh, coming off of the injury, uh, Tony and the White Sox kind of trying to ease you back into things. But how are you feeling? And uh, in terms of playing time, do you think uh, do you are, do you feel you're up to playing every day? Is this something where you're still working your way back? Yeah, no, I'm feeling really good. Um, the staff here is being is being cautious, just making sure that um, you know they monitor my workload. They got all kinds of cool tools to make sure that you know guys are when they have a, a heavy, heavy night that, um, you know, they get an off day coming up or whatever the case may be. And, um, just the plan coming back for me has been just to make sure that on a day-to-day basis they're checking in and, um, you know, just trying to work, work my legs back up into, um, you know, playing shape. I didn't get, you know, a, a whole lot of time to, to do that after, um, I came back from the, the IL. So, um, I'm feeling really good. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, here pretty soon that I'll be able to, to be, you know, restriction free as far as what games I can and can't play in. And, um, I'm excited for that. And, um, hopefully I'll be out there a little bit more often soon. Adam Engel joining us for a few more minutes on inside the clubhouse. Mike Esposito sitting in for David Hall, Bruce Levine with you every week, 52 weeks out of the year talking baseball. Adam, uh, when you look at. Uh, baseball right now, we passed that 60-game mark from last year, uh, now moving toward halfway uh, in the season. What, what's the talk about, about with the group and among the guys about um, playing a full season? What, what comes up uh, that is different uh, this year, knowing that uh, people have to play 162 again and, and really haven't had to for two seasons? Yeah, um, I think it's it's different for the younger guys. You know, there's there's quite a bit of the team that um, last year was their 
you know, first year of, of playing. So um, it's definitely different for them as far as, you know, playing 162. Even when you play in the minor leagues, you only play like 140. So you got an extra month up here. So it's just a longer season and, um, you know, just making sure you stay on top of recovery and making sure you bounce back, you know, night to night. Um, obviously, there's there's a little less of a um, push, I would say. I think last year it was like from game one until game 60, um, everybody's pushing, everybody's, you know, from a pitching standpoint, it seemed like the velocity was up and from a position stair, excuse me, a position player standpoint, it was like, you know, guys aren't getting dates off and um, everybody's playing, you know, as often as, as they can. So it's, it's a little bit less of a sprint this year. Um, and you can kind of see that, but I mean, rightfully so 162 is a lot of games. So um, it's just a different kind of play style. I would say as far as, you know, guys are making sure they can, they can play the full season and then even into the playoffs. And then um, just making sure those younger guys got that routine as far as, you know, what they got to do to get ready for, you know, a longer stretch of games. Well, and Adam, it's, it's strange for me to say this because in my brain, I don't feel like you're one of the uh, longest tenured guys in the team, but this is your fifth season with the Sox, which, which puts you there. You, you've been on the team longer than, than most of the guys in that clubhouse. Um, and, and obviously the, the dynamics have changed to where you guys are now favorites in the division, as opposed to, you know, five seasons ago when, uh, you guys were in a rebuilding mode. How has the, how have things changed, uh, you know, atmosphere wise and, and, uh, I guess, uh, for you personally in the clubhouse, you got a new skipper there, lots of expectations. How have things been for you, uh, last season and more so into this season? Yeah, I think, um, the, the attitude is, has shifted to, um, you know, let, let's win now. Like, let's win tonight. Like, we're, we're all kind of pulling in that same direction, that, that expectation. Just from a, a player standpoint is we want to go out there and win every single game. And um, it's, it's real, it feels realistic, right? Every single game that we play, we feel like we're going to go out there and win. So, uh, obviously, we're not going to go 162-0. and 0. We've already blown that, you know, but. Um, that's what the feel is, and that's kind of the expectation is we're going to go out there and win tonight. And, um, you know, that's always been something that we've wanted to do even five years ago, but um, there's more of like that feeling in the clubhouse, like, okay, we're going to win tonight. You know, every single night we go out, it doesn't really matter who we're playing, who's pitching. You know, we're going to find a way to, to, to beat the other team, and that's kind of the expectation. So that's, for me, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like you can, it's, it's like palpable in the clubhouse. Like guys want to win right now. So, Adam, uh, what is the, the La Russa experience like? Uh, we have seen from the beginning when Tony was hired till now, even on a daily basis, him telling us it's his job to fit in with the players, even though he manages you guys. He fills out the lineup card. He uh, is there to talk to, to teach to listen to what has that dynamic been like for you personally and in general, how do you think this has gone? I think it's been great. Um, Tony is, um, it's funny. I, I was actually on the phone with one of my friends and, and telling him like, Tony's just, you know, he's been around and uh, it seems like nothing, you know, every situation that, that we're coming up against and, 
Um, just game situations, it's like he's managed it multiple times, you know, in, on different teams or in different clubs or in different seasons. So he's got plenty of experience in every situation. And, um, you know, he he's trying to put his players in the best situation as he can and, and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. And, you know, it's been leading to a lot of wins, obviously, which is, you know, as players, it's really all we can ask for out of our managers. Um, you know, put us in the, in the best situation and let us do the rest. Um, and we're going to try and come through. So that's what the field's been like this year. Um, you know, it, it seems like, you know, I remember a game that I got pinch hit for, um, you know, later on in the game. And, and Eaton came up with a, a big RBI single. And, you know, I'm on the bench. Obviously, nobody wants to come out of the game. But, um, you know, you're sitting there and it's like, man, that move paid off. You know, not that I couldn't have gotten a hit there or I wouldn't have gotten a hit there, but he, you know, he made a move where a guy came in the game and, and, and did his job and we were better off because of it. And it just feels like, you know, that seems to be what happens over and over again. So, um, you know, guys love that. Guys, obviously we love winning and that's what we're, we're doing a lot of right now. So um, things have been great. Adam, last thing for me, and uh, I'm curious because you were obviously hurt uh, earlier this season, and a lot of the outfield was hurt, and all of a sudden a guy who's never played outfield, Andrew Vaughn, is out there trying to play left field. So did, did you help him at all? Did you try to help him at all in terms of learning uh, how to play the position or maybe uh, you know talking to him on the bench? I mean, that had to be uh, pretty uh, interesting and also fun to see a guy uh, kind of thrown out there and, and really uh, doing well at it. Yeah, um, unfortunately, early on, like with a hamstring injury, there's not a whole lot I could do from a, you know, show him how to do stuff standpoint. Sure. But, um, you know, anytime you had questions, you know, I was there, um, you know, definitely had conversations with him about playing outfield. But Andrews, he's a really good athlete. I'm sure you guys have noticed that. But, um, yeah. you know, even – even just going, coming here to Houston, for instance, there's a really weird wall in left. There's all kinds of divots. It's part of its metal, so the ball can kick and shoot wherever. But he's a uh, an athlete out there, and he's a really intelligent kid as we're kind of game playing what we want to do with the wall. You know, Andrew's coming up with that game plan um, just as much as I am. So you can tell he's a really smart kid. Um, you know, when you do teach him something, it feels like you only got to say it once, and he, he picks it up pretty quickly. And um, you know, it looks like he's getting more and more comfortable out there. I think that's kind of the biggest thing. If there's anything that I can do to help him be more comfortable, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Because I know confidence plays once, you know, once the game starts and, and things start speeding up, you know, you want, you want guys to be comfortable. So um, that's been my role, I feel like. I've been trying to just help him, you know, any way I can in the little things and, um he picked up the fundamentals super quick, and it seems like he's picking up everything really quick out there. So um, for being a corner infield guy, he's, he's doing a great job. Adam, uh, Mike and I really appreciate uh, you joining us today. All the best of luck. Looking forward to you uh, being able to play every day and contribute the way that you want to. Thanks again for joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. Thank you guys so much for having me on. All right, Adam. Thank you. Adam Engel of the Chicago White Sox on Inside the Clubhouse. Mike, uh, he's uh, a really, really smart ball player, and 
his game has come along a long way from the offensive point. Um, yep. These days, uh, lineups, uh, other teams, uh, other teams, managers and uh, pitchers cannot ignore Adam Engel. He's a dangerous hitter. Yep. Yeah. Last year, and I pulled it up, and you know. This is one of those, it's like, man, how has he been here for five years? But he's been here for five years on the south side, on the White Sox. And last year, albeit in a shortened season, uh, an OPS of 811 up to 921 in OPS this year in only nine games, obviously. He's just getting started after his injury. But you're right, Bruce. This is a guy that was you know, primarily known for his defense early on, and uh, he's certainly hitting a lot better. And I expect that uh, he will be in the lineup tonight. Again, it's... Uh, uh, a 6:15 first pitch Chicago time down in Houston. Valdez for the Astros, Lance Lynn for the White Sox. So we'll be checking out uh, the first place White Sox in that one tonight. And uh, coming up on the score, 12:45 Zach's pregame Cubs and Marlins. It's uh, Jake Arrieta on the bump tonight, uh, this afternoon I should say, uh, at 1:20 for the first pitch there. Uh, we need to take a timeout, Bruce. We will dive back in to our uh, trade talks and potential trade talks. We also haven't touched on yet the uh, uh, substance uh, stuff on the ball for the pitchers and all that debate that uh, lots of talk about that this week. So we will do both of those things when we return. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito in for David Haw this week. This is Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Last segment here for us on Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, in for David Haw today. Glad you've joined us for some great baseball discussion, as we have here every Saturday morning from 9 until 11. And, Bruce, uh, lots of discussion uh, this week. Uh, We've been talking about all-star selections, but also a lot about about pitching and what gets put on the baseball. And I know you were uh, uh, involved in a lot of those discussions uh, earlier this week on the south side. So when I was growing up uh, back in the uh, dark ages, uh, there was a product uh, that they had for men's hair. It was called Greasy Kid Stuff. Uh, it was actually the name of the product. Okay. And uh, that is exactly where baseball is right now with what will the pitchers be allowed to do. Starting on Tuesday, I believe, What's uh, I believe uh, Monday or Tuesday, the 21st, Whatever day that is. That's Monday, Um, yep. Major League Baseball will start to enforce. No more product uh, being used on the baseball. Uh, Very common that uh, pitchers have been using the combination of rosin and uh, sunscreen. Um, Others have been using uh, more significant things to be able to get a grip on the baseball and change the flight, uh, as well as the... uh, dimension of the baseball coming into the batter. So uh, these are things, um, Mike, uh, that are being discussed right now. And uh, a lot of the pitchers in particular, haven't heard much from hitters, but mm-hmm. a lot of the pitchers in particular have had uh, a, a, a different take on how this is going to impact uh, baseball. Yeah, no, and I, and I know, yeah, we, we have heard uh, some things uh, out of the Tampa clubhouse when the Rays were here. I know Tyler Glass now basically said, how could you tell us we can't do something when we've been doing it the whole season and, you know, kind of blamed his injury on there. And I, and I believe we have a comment here that Adam Studzinski, our producer, is going to play uh, from White Sox pitcher Lance Lynn. You see it coming. Uh, guys have, have taken it too far, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of – 
You're not surprised by it, really. Um, hopefully that uh, we make sure that we clean it up. Everybody's doing what they can uh, to be, you know, the best they can within the rules. And, you know, you just worry about certain things, um, you know, with guys with certain umpires that don't get along. Maybe those umpires uh, could be using stuff against them. Or, you know, nowadays, you know, guys use rosin and then they feel like, oh, well, they're using something else and they're not. So it's going to be hard for the umpires. You know, you hope that we can keep it to where it's basic rules and all that. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, decisions put on umpires that are going to put them in a bad spot, and it's going to be tough. Um, so hopefully uh, we can get righted where everybody's doing what they need to do in the right uh, manner where we don't have to sit here and check people and, uh, you know, play uh, sticky police or whatever they're going to call the umpires these days. So, um, you know, I'm glad that it's going to get cleaned up. Um, I'm going to see how uh, the, everybody goes about it, especially, uh, you know, some of the ways that they're going to check and stuff like that, because this could get uh, interesting and a little weird for a lot of people. That's Lance Lynn on with Parkins and Spiegel earlier this week, Bruce. And that's exactly what I'm wondering is like, how are you going to, you know, so the umpires are going to be the substance police, essentially. And I understand that, you know, when it's flagrant, you'll notice it, right? And Or you would think they would notice it. But um, I don't know. How, how, how exactly do you enforce this? I mean, this is, this is going to be a tough one. It, it really will. I was talking to an umpire supervisor up in the, uh, the press box yesterday uh, about this. And he said that uh, this is a difficult task for the umpires, uh, something that they're not necessarily trained for. Yeah. They've ejected players over the years in their experience for doctoring baseballs uh, when it's obvious. But uh, looking for these substances on uniforms and hats and gloves and catcher's equipment, uh, that's uh, there's going to be a lot of strangeness about that. I will tell you this, Mike. No matter how they police it, no matter what they find, no matter uh, how they think they're going to control it, pitchers will continue to try to use things to help themselves be better. They don't call it cheating. They call it getting a, a little bit of an edge to be mm-hmm. able to be better at their trade. You and I can call it cheating. Hitters can call it cheating. Just like pitchers will call corking bats and uh, using pine tar too far up uh, the barrel uh, cheating for a uh, hitter. So this has been going on for 145 years and regardless of what they find or what they change, uh, it's not going to change uh, people trying to get an edge. No, that's for sure. I actually read a, 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 a nice piece, I believe it was on CBS Sports uh, yesterday, uh, about the history of doctoring baseballs. If you want to learn of all the various ways that pitchers have doctored the baseballs over the years, and as you said, going back hundreds and uh, 140-something years at this point, uh, pretty interesting, and uh, as you said, this is not going to stop just because they now have a rule against it. Yeah, they're going to have to test catchers, too, because a yep. lot of it comes from from catchers. Mike, uh, we have people to thank today, including Adam Eaton of the Chicago White Sox, Willie Harris of the Chicago Cubs, nice enough to join us as guests today, Adam Staczynski, a terrific job as our producer every single week. Mike, it's been a pleasure having you on as David Hall will be back. Uh, filling that role next week. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine and on our website, writing Cubs and White Sox on our site every day at 670thescore.com. Bruce, it's been great uh, hosting with you again, and I'm sure uh, hopefully uh, to do it again uh, whenever David needs the time off. I am at Espo 670 on Twitter. 
Uh, Cubs baseball at 12.45 with our pregame with Zach Zaidman. Jake Arrieta pitching against the Marlins today. But coming up next, you're going to want to stick around for the musings of our buddy, Mark Rohde. He will take you up till Cubs baseball next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.